you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 686. This episode is now. I hear that there's a young fella, a young walk-around Muppet by the name of Kyle Clark, (laughs) who's going to bring his unique brand of walk-around Muppeting to the Nerdist Podcast stand-up cluster, which is recording Monday, June uh, the 8th, 9 p.m. at Nerdmelt. This guy's act is making me nervous because it sounds real similar to mine. Who's his name? He'll die by my hand. Kyle, I was talking about you. Oh, well, this is awkward. <laughs> You're going to kill yourself by a, your own I hand. was a little worried that like James Adomian had switched <laughs> his act probably, around. He's very good at impersonating. I like when you say Walker and Muppet, it sounds like I'm going to do like the, the Muppet things from those early Saturday Night Lives. Oh, right, where they just do like weird, like weird dancing and, and stuff. And trying to figure out common household items Exactly, like, stuff. man, those yeah. dudes with beards make puppets out of a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, so come on down, go to nerdmeltla.com. If you guys want, you can come to the open mic beforehand and just have a Kyle Palooza of an evening. You're going to do the open mic and then you're going to do the Oh, hell yeah. Are you kidding Amazing. me? That way I'm good and comfortable on that in that room. So you're doing the open mic over in the annex now? No, no, no. no. We're We've been doing, doing it in the main room. Yeah, we're there, we're there every week in the main room. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. Thank you for making room so we could come in and do beta testing. Oh, yeah. No, it's a, it's a good a time. And then stand up uh, we're, we refer to you as the, our, our cool older sister show. Ah. <laughs> Shut up, cow. <laughs> exactly. What do you got on the uh, Nerds Community Corkboard? Uh, I got a podcast I'm real stoked about called the Caffeinated Comics Podcast. Good for it's, you, uh, fuckface. Right? It's uh, <laughs> it's so unnecessarily what mean. That? Like that wasn't even clever. Like I know. <laughs> just, you would not give you points for that. Just, you're, so, you're, you're so unassuming I'm just and earnestly trying to be nice. Know, some hardworking podcast people. I'm trying to get the word out about caffeinated podcasts. And that's why caffeinated I was comics to, podcasts. That's why I was fun to kick you down. <laughs> I'm sorry, fuckface. Please continue. I don't think that John Clark and Stephen Brown the host of that podcast, where they talk about new upcoming comics and cool things in the nerdosphere, uh, uh, would appreciate that kind of fuck well, I wasn't talking about it to them. I hey, was talking to Clark you. Clark in, Clark out. It's all the same. All right. Okay. So say we all being fuck faces. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's pretty fuck of you. I want that as a bumper sticker now. <laughs> so say we all being fuck faces. Because it's clunky and it's kind of a reference. <laughs> For four if people. You can get Edward James almost to say that sometime. Maybe they can put that as an audio drive I'll on the Caffeinated could, Comics podcast. I bet you podcast. could almost make it happen. <laughs> Guys. I tried to make that a thing, and all I got was punched. I would say, like, you, uh, Edward James almost had it, and then someone hits you. Like, it's like a physical reaction. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's the, the dangers of hardcore punnery. Ad- Adama, know about that one. No, I don't know. That was not bad. That was not bad. I like that. It wasn't that good. 
but anyway, that was uh, yeah for, for the for the nine people who haven't fast forwarded through this. Right now, that's, uh, that's a great plug. Those guys and, like, uh, oh fun, man, I, fun bumper sticker. I can't, that, uh, can't believe we got that sweet plug in the worst plug I was ever done. <laughs> They sort of plugged the show? I think they made fun of the they show. Of they made fun of it. But, but, then, but then someone named Fuckface was in it. I don't understand. It was very convoluted. Katie, what do you got? Yeah, so the Nerdist School has a new storytelling class that will teach you how to turn your life stories into comedy for the stage or to help you be more social at parties or for your writing. Ooh. Yeah. I, at, you like at, perked up at social at parties. I did. I was like, oh, I want to entertain people at parties. <laughs> One time while I was at work, my boss called me a fuck face and completely ruined my flow. <laughs> what are you guys up to? <laughs> oh. And then someone will come across and we'll go, is your boss Chris Hardwick? <laughs> Hey, I'm a fuckface too, <laughs> and that's where the bumper stickers. And then we start coming out. He called me a fuckface. So what? Uh, is, there, uh, is there any other information that? Yeah, you have? classes started on June 18th, and all the classes are at Meltdown in the Annex. And you can find more info at nerdist.com/school. Fantastic school. This episode of the podcast is Allison Janney, who is rad. Mm-hmm. Allison Janney's awesome. Um, not only is she super talented and played a bunch of rad characters, she's in the movie Spy right now, which is uh, in theaters, directed by Paul Feig. It's supposed to be with, it's got like ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now with uh, Missy Mc- Melissa McCarthy, and uh, it's a Jason good Statham. Yeah, yeah, and Jason Statham, right? Just a bunch of people you never thought you'd seen a movie, together, <laughs> and now we're just out. That's the magic of Feig. Yeah, he, he, uni- he unites the clans. I love, I love, I love, and the fucking sharpest dresser. Oh yeah. But uh, Allison Janney is uh, is is wonderful, and uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm a big big fan. So uh, I think I did a good job of not of keeping the fandom at bay and not getting too like. Like you're awesome. You remember when you were that thing? You're awesome. I was just excited because she showed me and picture, uh, Katie pictures of her dogs, and they're mm-hmm. real cute. And uh, they got to they got to play with Scout a little bit as much as Scout will play in this room. Katie showed me video of Scout See, playing with did, a with the a dog half is wolf. alive. I assure yeah. you, this yeah. is not a drug smuggling is operation. That a taxidermy creature. Or no. something? you just seen yesterday. She got really excited to see Kyle and jumped up on him, and, and then got wrapped up in his uh, headphone wires, and then like yelped to the loudest yelp ever. <laughs> like, like got caught up like she was in a tuna nest. Like she put one paw into my shirt like she was trying to go for second base, and the other one wrapped around, and then she just <laughs> fell. She just went limp. And like gave up. It was the saddest thing I've ever seen a dog. That's do. how I am when I try to go for second base. I just get limp and I give oh, I'm up. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's Nerds Podcast number six eighty six uh, with the amazing Allison Janney. Now entering nerdist.com. I'm in dress because I had to do an on-camera thing this morning. But you so look great, and it's st- and it's still uh, it's, it's still just barely noon. Yeah. Very sweet to say that. I feel. Alana just went out to get like her an omelet or something. So if you're talking and the door opens, it's it's just Alana. Oh, that's fine. My stomach is growling. I just so... freaked out. What is happening? <laughs> this door, the door is open. It's haunted. It's haunted with an egg ghost, like just a ghost that just brings eggs. 
This is a building holdbacks. Oh it was a fry cook who died here ten years ago this night. Oh um, my god! All right. So forgive my st- my stomach. I'm holding this pillow here to, my to keep stomach. the growling. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. What happened this morning that you that uh, you were not allowed time to uh, even to the luxury eat. of getting food? Well, I wasn't. Hu- I'm not. I, I'm not a. I'm usually when I wake up early. Early. I'm not hungry, and I don't. The idea of breakfast makes me kind of nauseous. So um, I went. I had to do a uh, you know on camera interview with the uh, at, uh, Rich Eisen. Show the um, sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt like felt so out of my wheel, out of my <laughs> wheelhouse there. Um, um, but so I didn't eat. So I'm I'm starving. I may faint in the middle of this. So don't be alarmed. No, that's okay. There's an egg demon coming there in, is. and the, and the, you're gonna get eggs. Uh, you're gonna be fine here because I don't know shit about sports, and so that's, the conversation's oh, never gonna veer into that direction. Oh, um, but it's really nice to meet you. It's nice you're to meet so you too. Amazing. <laughs> what an honor to meet you. I mean, it's just. You know, it. I know you. Uh, I was keeping tabs on the Critics' Choice Awards of the night because my friend T.J. Miller won for Silicon Valley. Oh, and he's I, so funny. He's great. He was great. I had a lovely moment with him uh, backstage. He was really sweet. I guess he and Anna did a movie together over in, in, I think, New Zealand or somewhere. They did some movie together. Yeah. Um, but he's very funny. I've not watched the show, and I've, I've seen clips, and, and I want to start binge-watching it because, it, obviously, it's a, it's a, it's a great, uh, funny show. But it's, really, it's really amazing. But, you know, but fuck T.J. Miller. We're here to talk about you, That's and right. you are fuck amazing. Him. And congratulations on... <laughs> at this you. point, is there... At this point, is is there a just a like a like a wall of awards? So like this brick wall, it's just like it's just like the Alice and Jenny wall of awards, just like a brick, and you're just like ah, just put it in the put it in the trophy room. Ah. Well, I do. I just moved into a new house, and and I I and it has literally not one shelf in it. So I <laughs> or, ordered um I ordered bookshelves that came um, a couple of weeks ago. So it's been fun for me to put them in, in my kitchen. I have this huge wall, and and I just now have a you know these bookshelves filled with books, and then there's an Emmy, and then there's a you know a gigal thing, and then a lighting fixture. It's all over. It's just kind of a, a whole wall filled with interesting uh, objects and awards. As a multi-award winner because I think you probably won like six Emmys by now and some Tonys and some critics I've never won a Tony you never won a Tony award I've been nominated but I've never won a Tony but you you have you have like a you have a bunch of so what is the protocol like when people come over I feel like I would want to casually let them know that those awards were there, but without seeming too upfront about it. Being like, oh, this wall. Oh, my God. Are these your? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just, whatever. I'm using these bookends. Well, you know, I'm a, uh, it depends. In my old house, I did. I had a shelf built right over the television where I put the Emmys because I thought that's where they should live. Of course. Actually, a friend of mine suggested it. said that's where they should go. And I was very proud to have them displayed there and wasn't going to be modest about it. it was, I'm very proud of that accomplishment. And you earned I, them. I earned them, and I'm, I I want to show them, and I'm not embarrassed to. And most people who come over to my house aren't, you know. It's uh, I feel safe being, you know, showing them off in, in my own house. For yeah. heck's sake, you know. Um, um, but um, yeah, they're definitely. They're, they're, but they're not going to be the first thing you see when you walk into the into my house. They're they're. You know, they're in the bookshelf, and you might not even see them. I think you should get to the point where they just—you're so—you're almost—they just become like household objects. Like you turn your doorknob into an Emmy, or it's just like you well, got. Well, I mean, when I sometimes when I have friends come over and 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 they are, they they'll do crazy things with them after they leave. I'm like, okay, where I, their Emmys are missing, and I'll go into the bathroom, and there'll be one with a roll of toilet paper on the wings, and then there'll be you know another one in a guest bedroom tucked in with a you know a bottle of booze on it. I mean, like 
I'll have friends who will do some silly things with them. Well, that's good. Now, see, those are silly because, I, listen, I don't know. And I don't, I'm not trying to be too nasty here. But when I watch the Oscars, I go, in the history of the Oscars, those rewards have been in weird places. Sure the Emmy are. is a very unforgiving uh, award yeah. for that kind of activity. <laughs> but the Oscar is basically a gold dildo. Like, I don't know how else to oh say God. it. It's basically – and so when you, you, you just have to think, well, performers are weird. And, of course, it's – I've point. never thought of an Oscar in that way before. And now – one time? I, no, this is the first time I never. Well, first of all, of you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you find yourself less hungry now. <laughs> so I helped you with that. <laughs> I'm sure somebody has has inserted that. There must be. I mean, you just—it's human oh nature. God, like someone that's... at some point was like, "Well, oh, what's this all about?" And wow. then, yeah. I mean, I would imagine. I would imagine we could take Chris. bets on who that person would be. Uh, yeah. I could think of a couple right now, <laughs> um, and I hope someday it will be me. <laughs> I mean, you're you you are someone who can weave so seamlessly in, like you can do everything: film, television, theater, comedy, drama. Like it's, is there any when you're choosing jobs or when jobs come your way? Do you do you say? Oh, you know, I've been doing this thing for a while, so I want to try this, or is it just opportunity by opportunity? Um, yeah, I, 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 I sense the egg ghost is. What is happening? The tour is opening, the... and someone's entering. I have brought uh, eggs. <laughs> oh my god, I love you. Whatever that is, are those eggs? Um, that just looks like soup. Look like eggs, it's soup. It's okay. Whatever it is, it's going to help my stomach. You can't. No one can see this giant pillow over my stomach. All right, do me a favor. When you and you should eat that because you're hungry. But when you uh, eat, just do it away from the microphone because people. We we learned that lesson early on in the podcast. We there was one episode where we were, Rain Wilson was on, and we all started eating cookies. Oh my gosh! People went. went what happened? Well, what? So it's just like that. Some everyone has like a weird thing that that gets to them, and somehow like listening to people eat in a microphone, they just people are like. Why would you? Have it? So eat, fill your tummy. Just no, I'm good. Lean no, away listen. from the microphone. No, no, you keep. Be- I want you. To, I want you to keep eating. I just don't want. I just don't. It's. Are you on Twitter? Oh, I am. So people, yeah, people would be like, I heard that on. Tu-. You know, people let you know on no, Twitter. Yeah, they they sure do. I'm trying to to block a few people. How are you finding <laughs> social media? Do you? It's difficult. I'm I'm trying to embrace it. There's some wonderful things about it, and there are also some pretty awful things about it. And with people who just want to use it as, as a way to to um to be mean and hate because <laughs> yeah. you because you and i both remember a time when there was where you, there was not that direct of a connection and yeah. it's very disposable for a lot of people so i don't think they think twice about like oh there might be a person on the other end of this yeah, comment with it, feelings it's, um, it's a little terrifying i'm very thin-skinned and um i'm um i'm glad that i'm not um, and a young actress starting out in the business now because I think it's um, uh, whether you, there's a young actress I work with um, and she uh, you know she was auditioning for a movie role and she didn't get it because she didn't have enough Twitter followers and Oy. so it's a it's just a it's a whole uh, game it's a game changer in in, in our our business with, with the power very much in um, in the hands of of, uh, of of the fans which is uh, it's just an interesting. It's it's kind of I don't know. It, I, I'm just glad I'm not starting out right now. Well, let me do me a favor. 
just take a second and eat a little bit because I care about you and I want you to be able to not well, be hungry. So I'm just take fine, a second. I just, I, take I, a second and eat. We can just snip that. We can snip this out. You know, we're not. I know you have a heart out at one thirty, but we have plenty of time, so we can, you know, just nour- nourish your mm-hmm. nourish your body with delicious food, and then we can. All right. I'm good. All right, so what, I just want to go back because you, you asked me how I, I choose things in terms of um, what uh, genre or what style or comedy or drama. Yeah. And, and I do tend to, whatever I'm doing in the moment, I like to, the next thing I pick is usually something completely different. Like after after I did West Wing, I, I uh, chose to do a, a Broadway musical. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even a singer, so that was a completely strange thing for me to um, to choose, but I love to to do it because it was it was something different my broadway debut was a um uh noel coward play present laughter and then i after that i did a arthur miller play i was so complete um i like to always jump around and i'm really lucky that i've been able to do that and i don't know why um but but i think because i wasn't uh, an ingenue that i've done a lot of character roles so i i got the opportunity to to do different kinds of roles and wasn't just typecast and you know, I had there was a danger of that after doing West Wing and playing someone like CJ, and and I got offered a lot of very serious, you know, uh, official women and and lawyers and you know people, and so I had to be careful of what I chose after after doing that. But I, I think I've gotten to, you know, do a, a lot of, you know. I like to say either drunk or smart women. <laughs> well, yeah, and and do you do you do you feel the, the 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 any responsibility in terms of because you know a character like CJ on television is an important role for it's a very important role that uh, that a lot of people look up to you know particularly a lot of female viewers will go oh here's a super smart strong woman who's you know who's who's doing things and in control of things and you know and it's such a it's such a it's such a good message without being a heavy handed message. Like it's a very solid. Do you feel the weight of that? Do you feel the responsibility of that? I, I um, with pleasure. I feel the weight of. I feel I feel very proud that I got to play a role that that made um, that changed a lot of uh, um, um, young girls and their their career paths. Or I, people would come up to me and say, I, t- "I you know I switched my major because of CJ. I went into public service because of you. I did you know, and um, it made me feel uh, it was just, I was really proud that I that I affected um, girls' lives in, in a positive way and and uh, and put a put a good face on." Um, um, women in politics and um um i yeah and it, it felt almost like i didn't really do that it was just a happened to happen as a result of what i i can't talk i'm drunk <laughs> <laughs> this is I don't really funny if, it, if that'd be funny if you just got brought soup and it was just like scotch with carrots in it yeah. <laughs> It's a breakfast of champions. <laughs> yeah, there's some vegetables in there. It's healthy. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Listen, the, the, the fun thing about this is that it's very conversational, and so there's no there's no agenda. You can talk about whatever you want. If you want to change topics, or if you want to, you know, it, it, there's no there's literally no pressure. We just it can't is the, take it, a nap. That's the only thing that probably wouldn't be. 
We could turn the lights off. Everyone could lie down. And we could have nap time. Have nap time. We could have nap time, and, and then the if Chris you're good, Hartford. then you get to welcome to nap time. Wait, was, where are you from? You're from Louisville, Kentucky, right? How did you know that? Well, because I I think I clocked that because I oh I'm from Dayton, Ohio, and Cincinnati, and I fly into the air the the you know Cincinnati airport, which happens sure. to be in in Louisville, Kentucky. Right. Which is an odd thing. It is, yeah. That northern, that, that yeah, that Kentucky is. It's because everything's right. Yeah, everything's near there. right, right there. So, um, yeah, I uh, spent a lot of time in Cincinnati, and and then we moved to Dayton. Um, so that's my part of the part of the country. That's fantastic. I know. Did you? But how did you know that I was born in Louisville? I do my research. Son of a. That's I don't know. I I think uh, uh, my 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 publicist was in the car and reading reading some stuff about you. And that oh, was okay, one good, of the good, good. I okay, was like, good. oh, hey, we're. We're from the same part of the... Part of my ego country. was like, was she flying into the airport and Louisville was just like, home of <laughs> birthplace of... No. Uh, it might be more elevated than... Uh, Do you have a big family there? Or did you have... No, you know? no. My parents weren't really... My parents weren't even Kentuckians. My um, my dad, we just traveled a lot when I was a kid and, you know, for, for what... I, I actually... I don't know why we were in Louisville when I came out. I, I honestly don't know. When you came out of my mother. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I, I came out as human. Okay, uh, and uh, I, I honestly don't. I never thought to ask because my mom's from Florida, and my dad grew up in San. Was born in Alabama, grew up in San Francisco. So I don't actually don't know why. But so you were only there for a short, just a few years. Just yeah. a few years. Yeah, okay. I, I primarily right. grew up in Memphis. Okay. So, and I always just say when people go, "Where are you from?" I go, "I'm from Memphis," because it usually. The conversation is usually long. People go, I go, well, I was born in Kentucky, but I grew up in Memphis. Is your dad in the army? Always. <laughs> no. What'd he do? My dad was a professional bowler, which is the truth. And so he was that, a professional bowler? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh so I just assume that living in that part of the country, yeah. which was near what I refer to as the bowling belt, which is all of the sort of towns down the Mississippi River <laughs> that are in- industrial towns that had bowling, that's I assume that's why we lived in that region of well, the country. I was born in Boston, but grew up in Ohio. But I always just say I'm from Dayton, unless unless it, you know the Patriots are playing, and then I go I'm from Boston. <laughs> I'm a Pats fan. Do you ever go back? Do you ever go back to uh, to Bo- to Ohio? Yeah, uh, I was just there actually. Um, in uh, this is really strange, but I was there to uh, go check out the family plot. Oh yes, sure. Uh, where you know, and I had to approve a uh, the the gravestone for for my my entire family. I'm like, could, and, and my father shows me this gravestone. It's all these just just the names, just the facts, ma'am. And I said, <laughs> I was like, Dad, can we put like a fig leaf or like I don't know a little happy, sad, tragic faces over my name and something like I was just, it was a very bizarre it trip is. to Dayton, Ohio, but we were dealing with that for some reason. Um, as my parents get older, they're, 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 they're on that. They're, they sort of want to take, you got to talk. They, they got to talk, they about talk about that stuff. And, and, and I think, you know, I'll be grateful for it after the fact, but it's not very fun to have those conversations with. No, it's, no, it's weird. And, uh, <laughs> And I remember one time I tried to have the conversation because I thought I was being responsible. And I was like, so someday, you know, how do you want to? And she was like, what? And I'm like, well, do you want to be cremate? And she was like, why are you asking me that? Like, like, I thought I was being proactive. Yeah. yeah. She was like, I'm not fucking dying, you know. And so (laughs) it just it was very awkward. I'm like, fine. We'll just play it by ear. Yeah. We'll just improv it. 
I'm 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 grateful that they wanted to talk about it. But that was uh, it's not an easy uh, conversation to have with your parents. Uh, you just never want to have that moment. But um, uh, but that was the last time I was home. But I I don't get back to Dayton that much at all. I I, I there's not is, you know. Is it a family family block? Like, is that where you're? Is like, and there's a space for you and a space. No, we're under one. Like, we're all going to be cremated, and we're under one block. It's a, it's a, you know, one oh, big wow. cement, you know, that says Janny, and then all of our names with the dates, you know, not finished. It was kind of, oh my gosh, weird. So you don't even get like a little emoji or something well, on that's there. That's what like, I was saying. To my dad, can we get a little, you know, the tragic, happy, tragic mass of the theater <laughs> above my name, and maybe a flower over my mom. She was like, she loves to, you know, arrange flowers and. And I, you know, my dad's a musician. Maybe a little bit, I, something, <laughs> something, some musical notes. Or yeah, something just a, to one, send us one note. What is one quarter note? One quarter note. Is that the, is that too much to ask? <laughs> oh my gosh, very um, strange. So I don't know. We're, we're still trying to figure. You know that conversation. We're like, is this awkward? Can I just can I put the Emmys <laughs> all around? Is that weird? <laughs> I'm gonna need a little more room. I might have accomplished I might have a lot of my own block. I might yeah. have to be. You know, I don't know. Make room for some more because I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done with this shit. Yeah, it is. It is. It is strange to have to, you know, as as natural as that as as all that is, you know, and it's it's not uh, it's it. And you want to be mature about it, and you want to be like, well, this is what happens, and we have to. But it's still just it's still very icky to try to have to fate to to process. No, it it is. In fact, let's just change the subject. I've taken us down a dark. All right, and I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, um, do you have any jokes? Uh, <laughs> I, I prefer to talk about all the pets my mom has lost over the years. Well, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you have? Are you a good joke teller? I'm a terrible joke teller. Well, I'm a stand up, so my my jokes are within the. You know, I'm not a good like. So this guy walks uh, into yeah. a this rabbi walks into a, uh, yeah. a, a coke yeah. factory. You know, yeah. like I'm no good at those. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I do stand up. I tell stories and can stuff. I, how, can you talk dirty on this show? Yeah, yeah, you can say whatever you, you, can say whatever you want. I'll tell you my worst. This is the worst joke. Please. Okay. Can yeah. I tell about Please. it? Please. Okay, so this guy, go, he's getting cash out of the cash machine and he starts to walk back to his car and there's this hooker who's, who's pretty drunk standing on the side of when you're leaning against his car and she says, I'll, if you take me to the liquor store, I'll give you, I'll give you a blowjob. <laughs> and he goes, sure, okay. Am I really? Am I going to tell this joke? Please. All right. So, um, so he says, "Sure. All right. All right. Let's go." So he gets in the car and drives off, and she starts to go down on him, and and a little while passes, and she stops, and she looks up at him, and she goes, "You're passionate." He goes, "Well, thank you. I think you are too." Continue. <laughs> she goes back down, give him a blowjob. A little time, a little more time passes, and she stops, and she looks up at him. She says. You're passionate. And he said, I know. I heard you the first time. She said, please don't stop. She, she goes back down on him a little while. Or she a little more insistent this time. She looks up and she says, no, you're passionate. And he goes, I heard you. She said, no, you're passionate. You're passionate the liquor store. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my favorite joke to oh, tell. That's a good joke. <laughs> it's a clean. I mean, it's it's, you a, know, relatively, it's a relatively clean joke. It's a clean joke housed in a blowjob yeah. joke, <laughs> which is a feat. It's very difficult. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I only know I only know dumb, dirty jokes. I mean, just like dumb shock shock humor jokes, like. Um, 
Six-year-old kid walks in on his father putting on a condom, and the kid goes, Daddy, what are you doing? And the father goes, Oh, um, I'm building a mouse trap. This is to catch a mouse. And the kid goes, What are you going to do when you catch it? Fuck it. See, like, oh. I, only know those. <laughs> I only know jokes like that. And so they're not good joke jokes, you know? It's okay. No. Like <laughs> so that's why, like, a lot of times you tell people you're a comedian, they go, Tell me a joke. And yeah. you're like, I don't know. I don't know. See, now I'm like, I like to be funny, but I'm not a comedian. I couldn't do what you do. I couldn't do stand up. That would horrify me. Um, and, and doing improv and, um, you know, um, like Melissa McCarthy does and. Um, cause, cause I'm just in the, the spot. Yeah. Feig, her, Paul Feig. She, and Paul Feig, they were just so brilliant and, and improv and, um, um, that's out of my wheelhouse, but, um, I, I like to be funny. I like to take other people's lines and make them funny and do physical comedy, but I could not do what you do. That's I don't believe that's true set. because you, you have a funny, you have the funny gene and maybe it's just mm-hmm. a way of framing it where if you. You know, if someone said, you, Allison Janney, get up and do stand-up, you'd go, well, no, I can't do that. And I'd go, you, okay, you're not Allison Janney. You're this other character, and these are your motivations, and now you would get... Like, don't you feel like you could do it if you could set, if you could remove yourself from it? Well, yeah, but this is this is an in-spy. You know, I play um, the the M character, if you will. Yes. And, that's why, and I um, I could not improv as the head of the CIA. I are you, are you kidding me? I, I literally this is what improv me improving as as the head of the CIA sounds like. And scene that was and good. Scene. That was really good. I don't know but that's authentic. The I couldn't. Well, I, you know, so I, I felt kind of embarrassed. I was so I felt like a bad actor because I, <laughs> I just I just basically stood out of got out of Melissa McCarthy's way because my scenes were a lot of them with her and she's so brilliant. I just sit there and be quietly watch her. You know, go through her stuff and just say, "Are you done?" Oh yeah, you know, she's. I mean, she's just a master. I, 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 I've known her since the mid '90s, when she was just like barely. Yeah, out I of, knew her uh, too, and when she was in Groundlings, and and um, always you, like exceptionally, like, oh fuck, you're way quicker than everyone. Yeah, yeah, I, I was. I, I could not believe that that there was a mind like hers, and that she was not a huge star back when I met her back when I first came out here and started doing West Wing and, and I started getting some, a little bit of celebrity from being in West Wing and I was hanging out with her. I'm like, you're the, you're the one should, you're the one who should be the star. You no, know? but isn't it nice? It's isn't crazy. it nice that, that because a lot of times I think we, we, we get frustrated with the entertainment business because things happen that we don't always deem fair or awesome. But yeah. when someone, is legitimately funny and then it pays off and you're like oh okay so there is a there is a meritocracy at work here like things do funny people talented people do 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 get work a meritocracy what the hell is that word well it's sort of like it's a system that's built on on merit merit. meritocracy they they earn never use that it's earned you know it's like uh it's well, the, 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 the reward system is based on I'm gonna have you know, to use that word good, today. good performance. Meritocracy. Yeah, later on. Later on. I'm going to use that. Hey, did you uh, uh, did I see a picture of you making out with James Corden? Yes, the... you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Now, are, are, I, uh, the, are, the, are the Brits good kissers? No, I just was, uh, first of all, he introduced what he said was so great. When he gave me the award, he said, and the award goes to, uh, I don't remember exactly. I said, it, what did he say? He said, my, to one of the best, the best actress I've ever met in my life. That's how he gave me the award. And I, and I had just come back from London. I was jet lagged. I was tired. I hadn't written a speech. I thought, I, 
I don't think I'm going to win this. Well, I think actually I'm not going to win this. So I think it'll be fine. And then I won and I didn't know what to say. And then he said that nice thing. And I thought, I'm just going to kiss him. And he, I know he's a comic. I know that if I went for it, he would answer the call. And, uh, he's also so a man, just, by the way, he's, he's also a man and you're, sweet. you're Thank a you. pretty but lady he's, kissing um, him. Uh, so he just, he went for it and played it, you know, and then he, you know, carried the joke further by, by when we broke away from our kiss, backing <laughs> off with bent over as if he had a giant heart on, which is, and, and I wanted it. That's what I wanted. I wanted to do a, I wanted to laugh. So, um, I went for it with him and, um, and some people were, were shocked or like, don't, you know, he's a married man with, I'm like, Oh, come on. It's a, just a joke. We're kidding around. But some people got upset by it. Um, I hope his wife wasn't upset. I'm sure she was not. Um, James and I met doing, I did a workshop of into the woods with him in New York city. And, um, that's where I first met him. And, and, um, he's, he's just one of the funniest, he's, well, he's a lovely guy. Yes. And, and, um, I, I have to do his show tonight actually. Um, I haven't seen him since. Oh, that's kind of funny. So you guys are going to have like an We're awkward. We're going to have like, an awkward. So... Yeah, <laughs> I don't know which way it's going to go. Might be interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> or the comedy could continue, oh quote unquote. <laughs> this is for comedy. What are you talking about? This is a... I will do. We're just committed to the bit. <laughs> you know, like I'm just a. You know me. I'm a thorough. I'm thorough. I do a lot of. Like I just like to get into the character. Yeah, and yeah. So that's why we were rehearsing before because yeah. we wanted to make sure that it played on camera. And then afterwards, we were just giving each other notes in the broom closet, like, just notes. It was just notes. I think there's so much room for you to, to play around. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. It's gonna be really great. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, the, the award shows, um, with the exception of the like, the Emmys do kind of. They can be fun sometimes, but people are so tense. But it seems like some like the other ones, like TCAs or People's Choice, or the Tony Awards, like eh, people just it's like, oh, this is fun. It's silly that we all get to be here and we're just having fun, and it's not so it's not so tense. You know, the Tony Awards are pretty tense. Really? I say, yeah. When I yeah, it's it's a it's a lot. Yeah, I was ter- I was really nervous. And when you're you're nominated and you don't know which way, it's it's nerve wracking and then when you don't it's always when you, you when you don't win it's that first moment of feeling like you're you're just the biggest loser on the planet and then you look around and see how you're in such good company there's so many other people who didn't win also right. and um it's all fine but it's it's a lot it's a lot especially for women i think everything we have to go through with getting getting dressed and the hair and makeup and going through all of that and then being judged for everything we wear and why do we wear that and why you know it's just it's all it's a lot of it's a lot of a lot of pressure. I feel it. Enormously. Can you not take that stuff seriously? Um, I'm. Uh, I try not to, uh, uh, but I'm too. I'm just too damn thin-skinned. I'm really too thin-skinned. I couldn't. It's a, you need you need a lot of extra skin in this business to deal with what people say about you. But it's very hard because yes. I mean I think I just I think maybe I just had this conversation a couple of days ago with someone on the podcast. But the idea being that. It's unfair to expect that performers can be thick-skinned because yeah. the nature of what you do, yeah. uh, you you have to be extra sensitive. Yeah, because you, you just have to. Yeah, it doesn't absorb make things. sense. So, well, someone used to say it's an expression I sort of make fun of, but it's true. It's the the um, the wound is the gift. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't have it, if you didn't have performing, like who knows what sort of you know what sort of craziness would happen and like what a great thing to be able to have that as an outlet yeah to be able to just go express things 
that are things you're dealing with without having to come out and go, I am having to deal with this, but in a way. I mean, do you find do you find performing therapeutic in any way? I think it's got to be for me. It's such a relief for me to be um to get to be somebody else whose words are already planned out and everything is, is set in stone and I mean other than little variations in how the dialogue comes out. Um I love uh being somebody else. And not having to talk um, as me because I'm not as just not this is this is actually more comfortable for me doing this format than if we were on camera it would be it would be a different um, and then five minutes six minutes oh my it always God. just feels like such a test okay you have five minutes yeah. be interesting and funny yeah but I'm still, <laughs> so this hooker is get blown a guy I don't know God <laughs> what I'm trying please. I mean, it's it is it's it's so much weird pressure. But you have to know. I'm sure you must know that if you if you are able to create a character like CJ, that person must be. You must have that in. That must be part of who you are. Who I want to be. How she'd be of all the characters I played. Most would love to be like her. To have that brain and be that witty and be. I mean, yeah, that's. I'm. <laughs> I'm showing you right now. I'm like um, Tommy Boy is always my example in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Or you're the you're the one who you you know what you but you better sh- shut up. <laughs> 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 That's me, not CJ. To have the quick comeback and the you know she's brilliant, uh, smart, funny woman. Um, I'd love to be like her. Well, you obviously, I don't think you could portray that if you didn't, if that wasn't housing you somewhere. And so do you ever go, if you're in a situation where you feel vulnerable or can you kind of go, okay, CJ, like, can you access it and sort of fake your way through stuff? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I can, you know, I can definitely, no, I can definitely put on something, but I can't, if your brain's not, doesn't click the way that I can't. You know, it's, it's going to come out the way it comes out of my mouth, which is usually mumbled and I, I mumble and I'm a, I, I always I kind of trail off in my so I, I commit to something and I go this is I trail off, but but I do um, I, I can play those women. I don't know why I can because I I I just I don't know I have no idea why I can do uh, what I do. My my mother was um, an actress. Um, not a particularly um, uh, authoritative woman, but I, uh, I have, I don't understand anything. No, I can't. I don't understand why how anything, anything works. Why I can't? I, I don't know. I love to play those, those um, sort of um, rich, um, entitled women too. They're they're fun to play. We're just just not aware of anything that. Or there's any suffering in the world, those are kind of fun women to play. Love to play, um, you know, complete drug addict, you know, insecure, crazy. I, I don't, I don't know. The vapid women, are, the vapid characters in general, are sort of fun because it's such a fun really character fun. of. Because it's really a mirror of. I feel like most of our society aspires to that for some reason. Which is the only reason that I can explain why the Kardashians are so famous is like most people must aspire to that. They must think it's awesome to be rich and famous for not really any reason and kind of vapid and everything just sort of, you know, like. It seems like it it just it shields you from having to deal with anything that's real in the world. Having that kind of money 
around you. It doesn't, um, and, and, um, I know there's terrorism, but Starbucks opened like an hour later today. (laughs) Like, what about me? I was in traffic. You know I hate being in a car. You know, it's like people who just can't. Like, who doesn't these days want to just have a life like that where you don't have to worry about anything? Blissful like ignorance, that? you think? I don't know. Well, I don't know if it'd be... I mean, I guess if you were blissfully ignorant, you wouldn't know and you would just be yeah. blissfully ignorant. Yeah. But, I, but I do think, you know, I mean, on the other hand, I think it is a gift to be able to feel and it's a gift to be able to be empathetic. And I think it's a gift and a curse to be... Um, um, too introspective, you know, but but as a performer, you have you're forced to be introspective because you yeah. have to. You're constantly, I would imagine, or would you say you're constantly having to search the recesses of your brain to figure out why different characters do different things, and you're yeah. constantly in there. I'm always um, uh, looking at why people do the things they do. That fascinates me uh, um, about acting and, and getting into a role um, people's behavior I'm always looking into mine I've been had you know certainly years and years and years of therapy different therapists along the way I've had I've had the therapist who, who fell asleep on me <laughs> I, I mean that really that happened to me which was so unbelievably the wor- it's just the worst thing that could have happened to me already I feel like I've you know like boy I'm not interesting enough how did you wake them up I would go like this I just slam my 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 hand on the table, and and I'd be like, "Do you you know you were just asleep?" And and this woman was like, "I was just listening. That was just the, my way of listening to what you were saying and taking it in and processing." And she at the time she used to smoke too, so and she had this hair, this big beehive hairdo, and she'd hold the cigarette, and her head would slowly, you know, aim towards the cigarette, and I'd just watch it go into the. Can I make a recommendation just for the next? If that ever happens again, how, yeah. just something fun, yeah. And it'll they'll never they'll never fall asleep again. Yeah. So when the therapist falls asleep, you take a knife out of your purse and then you you put some stage blood like across your throat, place the knife gently in their hand and just like lie on the floor and then just have them come to. I mean, I promise you, it will never happen again. <laughs> wow, that, that you went far with that one. Uh, yeah, I, I that would be that would be one way for sure. No, yeah, I can't. Um, uh, that won't happen again. I will. Does therapy help the uh, Does therapy th- help the acting? I mean, well, like, I think so. I mean, I'm looking at my own behavior and wondering why I do things and what makes me tick, and because uh, I, I, that's what I bring to every part is what is some part of me. So I find some part of me that is most like the character I'm playing and I can, um, bring, bring that. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, whatever's going on with the character on, on the character on the page might have nothing to do with what I bring to it as, as an actress. It's, I'm not going to pretend I'm, I mean, what am I trying to say? I don't, um, necessarily what I bring to each role. This, it's very hard to talk about. I don't know how to talk about it, but it. Um, you don't it's like definitely. Talk- I don't like talking. You don't like. You don't like talking as yourself, right? You don't like talking about yourself. You don't like. No, talking I don't know how to talk yourself. about. It. I have no idea how to talk about what I do or explain how I do it. It just. It, it just. It just is. I just do it. I don't know how to say I do it. I don't know why I can do it, and I don't know. But I'm not one of those actresses who needs to do a lot of you know research on the the history of this character and what we would what you know as as, as a friend of mine says I don't need to, to discuss the the, the the far side of a fart before I come on stage yeah. you know to go yeah. like I think that we were before the scene we were driving in a car and and we both we had it we had a, we laughed about it and we stopped for a Starbucks and then we got here and that's what happened right before the scene like I what I use is could be something completely different so I don't really enjoy the you know, talking with, you know, with another actor and trying to figure out our backstory. It's like, I, 
I'll use whatever I, I got to use what I need that might ha- not work for you. So yeah. I just keep it to myself. I just, it's so it's fun from it's because I'm the complete opposite in the sense that I have no problem talking about like, Oh, I'll tell you whatever I'm feeling. I'll tell you, yeah. you know, but, but if you, but if you tried to put me in a role, I'd start to feel uncomfortable. I'm like, Oh, I'm trapped in this thing and I just really? want to be myself and break the wall. And I don't want to. So I'm always, it's always interesting to, chat with people who they're like oh, i don't want to talk about myself i don't know i don't know yeah. it's, it's, it's weird i don't know it's weird but it's not weird because i think people want to you know people are as fat when people see uh you i'm sure they must go oh i wonder wh- how does she tick and why does she do this and how yeah. like thing after thing after thing you do is compelling and did you do it well each time and you pick good roles and like there must be something about you that is, you know, like it's not it's not an accident. The fact that you're have been working as long as you have on good stuff is just not an accident. Like there you must know that. I I'm uh I don't I know it's not an accident. I know I mean I, I it, it took a long time for for things to get rolling for me though and I um um I didn't think it was going to work out and then um and now that it has, I, I feel I feel pretty confident I picked the right thing to do sure. in my life. Um, I don't think I'll ever be able to retire from it because I, I just want to do it forever. Um, and um, I love that uh, that um, that yeah. I tried to I kept trying to quit when I was in New York because I because because I wasn't working for the longest time and I took an aptitude test at the Johnson O'Connor Institute and they said that I would make an excellent systems analyst <laughs> and uh, I don't know I think they were lying to I think they didn't know what to tell me because I had, it was like 3 days of intensive tests and um and um that was what they came up with so and then I they just kept getting little jobs uh, getting an understudy job or getting this so it kept pulling me in and keeping me there cuz I Believe me, it was not was not working out in the beginning too well. And so, what kept you? What made you put your head down and go, "No, I'm I'm going to make this happen." Um, I think uh, the 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 systems analyst uh, thing, and I, I, there was nothing else I could do. Really, there was really nothing else. So I just kept kept getting little things that would keep me in. Right before I, I would, I'd get to the point where I'd say, "I'm going to quit. I can't do this anymore." And then I would get. They get, they gave you the role to understudy, you know, Kate Nelligan on Broadway. You're, you're, you know, or you get would just get enough. They just keep getting little nibbles, and and I just stuck. But I think it's important to have the. I mean, if you had just started working a ton right out of the gate, who knows what that would have done? Yeah. And the fact that you've worked so much, you know, for well, now it's been now I've been working a lot for a while, but it. You 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 must have a deep appreciation because you know what it's like to not work as opposed to like oh jobs are easy you just oh, yeah. get them you just get them no we uh, definitely it grounded me um, and by the time West Wing happened and a lot of us in West Wing all of my my fellow um, castmates in West Wing were all, they all came from the theater like like I did and we all pretty much had our feet on the on the ground about the, our success that we 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 got through west wing and it made it um great to work with them because because uh we um we um appreciated each other appreciated uh the 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 show and and what we'd been through before to get to where we were and um so it was as fun um, for you to make that as it was to watch yeah it really was we enjoyed we worked off each other really well and and um like all great um, uh, casts we were um, good team players you know that's that's the thing that you can that's the sort of secret thing that you can't always plan 
is that you can there's something when you're a viewer and a cast is connecting off camera i mean like when they're when you can tell that they're connecting yeah. it's just an intangible thing that you yeah. that you just feel it you just feel it and it makes the show extra special yeah, i'm glad that wasn't faked <laughs> no it wasn't i still i love them all very much um um and i see them whenever i can it's not we're we're all you know all over the place but but um we we still are very fond of each other it was a great time do you think since you start i'm just curious when you were talking about the award shows and you're like oh you know there's so many there's all these weird pressures for women in the business and having to they comment on this other dumb stuff and not like well why not the performance stuff and has the business changed have you seen it change positively or negatively it, since you started for women or do you feel like yeah oh. no i think definitely now um um and with people like paul feig who is who is single-handedly changing you know um women's roles in hollywood um with um with spy which is i mean they're great male performances in it um jason statham is one of it's just he's incredible in it and jude law and um but uh it's a female-driven movie he's taken the spy genre and and put uh, the you know Melissa McCarthy in the driver's seat and and um his 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 um redo of uh, Ghostbusters with yeah. women and I don't know Mad Max out there and all the television out uh now there are so many great women's roles in and and television I was just watching um the honorable woman the other day or when I was flying back from London mm-hmm. I didn't watch that and um Maggie Gyllenhaal's brilliant in that and and house of cards my god that couldn't have come along without i feel like west wing garnered that kind of of show in and um i think they're fabulous women's roles right now i think it's really changed a lot um but we still have to you know we still get um our age put in i mean it's like they always put the woman's age but never the man's age usually in in articles and things oh no see i think they do every because every article that's written about me it has it has my age yeah and i always feel like weird you know and i and i always (laughs) i always take it i guess when you're young it doesn't matter i'm 43 now and i guess when i read it i always take it as a little bit of an insult because my reaction is like now, why did you have to put yeah, that? Right? <laughs> like, that wasn't that wasn't necessary, necessary at all. You were talking about something else completely. It's like Hardwick, comma forty three. Wait a minute! Like I always, I want to argue with the magazine. Why do we have to do that? Why do we have to put an age next? to I don't everything? know. I don't know. It's because I think because you know humans naturally want to quantify things in any way and it, i i honestly don't know i don't know i remember when i was young and 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 uh young young and and would see that and go oh good i'm okay i'm still okay um they're older than me i don't have to feel worried that i haven't accomplished anything by the you know I used to just the number would make me associate what i had accomplished in my life and if I was, you know, and I still to this day think anyone on TV and news or any the president should all be older than me. They all, <laughs> you know, they're all still older than me. And, and it's so not the case right now. But but um, in my mind, everyone is still older than me. The good news is, though, that it's so different than it was for our parents' generation. Mm-hmm. Our parents, our parents' generation were basically like, you know, I mean, my my grandfather, my dad's father. My mother's father worked until he died in his seventies. My my dad's father retired kind of young and was just an old person, young, yeah. like was in his pajamas every day by four p.m. And so it's just not really that. It's just not that way anymore. And I think what it means, you know, like what it these ideas that we grew up with 
I think a lot of times are more in our head than they are actually, this is how society is. Yeah. Because we're not, you know, I mean, there's, I, I, I look at people like, you know, like Joan Rivers before she passed away or Mel yeah. Brooks. And it's yeah. like, they're in their 80s and they're still working and happy and yeah. vital and relevant. And so it's, I think we, I think our insecurities create a lot of m- maybe fa- false things about us that are oh know. yeah <laughs> and how <laughs> but you must feel better equipped now than you did when you were younger like yeah i definitely um although the people behind me might be shaking their head no <laughs> i know why. <laughs> i they're, they're no, i am a you know my insecurities haunt me forever it's like no matter how much success no matter how much you know, it's just, ugh, I don't know what, I don't know what it is. It's crazy. To, but I definitely, there are certain things that with my age that I, I'm able to shrug off and not care about. And it depends on the day too. It depends on how tired I am. It depends on a million different things, but I certainly have learned enough skills to know how to, what's important and what's not. And, and I, I'm, I'm better at it now than I used to be, but my God. My 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 poor family. <laughs> I just you know I I'm I think I'm I think I'm lucky because my dad you know my dad lived until he was seventy two. My mom's well into her sixties, and they were both like my mom's still super hit. Like it, yeah. like my parents have set an example where I feel like oh okay well yeah none of that shit matters and it's you oh, know great. you always you always project forward but it's you know it's just it's just because we're all scared. But I also think. You know, hearing that thing about uh, no matter where you are, you still have a lot of the same baggage. Yeah. I mean, that's just human. I mean, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And it's yeah. almost, you almost kind of want to embrace it. Like, yeah, we're all kind of broken. And yeah. that's just part of the human condition. There's yeah. no, you know, there's no perfect I- yeah. anything. You know, everything's, the, I think the beauty is in the flaws. I agree. I, I, I think so too. It's what, what, um, makes us, um, um, vulnerable and makes us, um, um, fall in love. It makes us, you know, it is, it is, um, um, the loveliest thing about us. If you, if you, if if you in your mind were whatever sort of perfect ideal you were thinking, I don't know if you'd be able to, I don't know if you'd be able to have the depth that your characters have because you understand, you know, like you understand what it means to be human. And that, that person, that vapid person that you, that character doesn't have that. They don't have an inner monologue. They don't know. They don't, they can't understand flaw or anxiety. I'm always amazed at people who don't, who live an unexamined life. That's just, I I envy them and yet I hate them. And, uh, (laughs) you know, it's just, they infuriate me. People who don't, who don't, look at themselves or have a, an appreciation for what other people go through or think about what someone else might be going through. Right. So I'm the person who will be in the room. I will know who is more insecure than I am or who is, uh, who is what, you know, I just sort of suss that out when I walk into a room or, um, um, and I, I just lost my train of thought. You you walk into you 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 can suss out who's got what in a room, but yeah. that's part of I think that's I think that's the performer gene. Oh, it's my mother too, always because my mother is a great hostess, and she when she has a party or she she was like who who looks like they need talking to who sure. needs a you know who needs this that what I'm I'm constantly that's what I 
That's what I do. Right now, I'd like to be curled up with Scout on the... <laughs> Scout is uh, Katie's dog who barely ever moves an inch from that... I have successfully put Scout to sleep. And not... This is Scout. <laughs> this is as excited as this dog ever gets. Katie, yeah. your dog is is almost a plush toy. I, I rarely... Scout almost never... And it's why it's cool that Scout's here all the time. I love that Scout's here. I love... That. Scout's Scout's always here. And then that's that's what Scout does. I love it. Dogs should be everywhere. I wish I could take mine everywhere. What kind of dog do you three, have? I have three dogs. They're all rescues. They're all Australian cattle dog mixes. Oh, those are great dogs. Beautiful dogs. And I wish I could take them everywhere but did they try to herd each other uh no there's one my boy i have one boy dog dutch who i named after my grandfather my grandfather's nickname and he has taken to um hurting people and my and and it's sort of coming he's starting to it's a little more than a nip like it's turning to like he goes for the the back of the calf and area and sometimes the butt buttocks Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it could be a little well, I'm to, I have to watch out for him a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> he's a little protective of of mommy. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I, I my mom has a dog that is. It, she, you know, we've always had rescues, and she's yeah. Her her latest rescue for the first couple months was uh, very intrigued by my <laughs> genitals because he constantly was trying to uh-huh. go for him mm-hmm. whenever I would, you know. But just sniff, not bite. No, no, no. Like, because I would go to hug my mom and then, like, he, oh, was, wow. he was being, which I appreciate. He's protecting my mom. Yeah, but, but I'm like, dude, come on. I'm on the inner circle here. Like, yeah. I, I'm on the guest list. I can, <laughs> I can be in here. <laughs> I don't get into a lot of things. I can, this is, I'm, I'm cool here. We're cool. <laughs> finally, the dog, finally, the dog accepted me, you know. Oh, because oh my, my mom's very nurturing and he doesn't know. I'm like, I know that, but I can't explain that to my genitals. <laughs> Guys, he doesn't know. <laughs> you know, it's just not really a, it's, he's biting at me and I don't know what to, you know, it's, I get that the intention is good. I, w- I would prefer to be a functioning human being. Uh, but I'm glad you're okay. Oh, uh, what do you have to do the rest of the day? I have to go to. Uh, I, I'm going to go talk to Larry King. Larry King. Larry King. Have you done Larry King's show before? You must have done I've, Larry King's show. I before. have done. I talked with him before. Uh, I don't know if I've gone to do his show like this. I don't know. I don't think okay. So. I'm gonna, can I just give you a little? Yeah, just, tell I'm, me I'm, I'm just give you some insights some, on Larry. Yeah, Larry's please. great. Okay. Larry's great. Larry. Uh, I've done a show a bunch, and he's really amazing. I don't know if it's this is how his brain works or if it's a tactic, but you will notice. I think he'll he'll lob you a softball, right? Okay, like what? Like like what? No, I don't know. Whatever. Okay, he'll lob you a softball. Oh, you. Uh, yeah, Jay, I understand you made out with James Corden at the. Uh, and you go, yeah, yeah. You know, it was really fun, and I didn't have a speech. And then he'll go, I understand your parents were alcoholics. Like he'll. Get- <laughs> Like you'll get the he gets you off balance, oh, and then God. so you're like uh, yes, and then I was raised in a cage. Like oh you, he, like God. he, okay, he, it's he'll it, it, there's like there's like a hug and a punch. So okay. like one one hand and then the yeah. other. So just and and it and it's very effective at getting you off balance because you never know. He darts to so many different topics, and it's like Larry King is he does not. There's no segues in his life. Everything um, is just like... Yeah, I think I actually remember that on the set of Mommy. He came and uh, 
did something and I said, wow, that was quite a transition there, Larry. I think I even said something because it was like, what the hell? How did we go from there to there? Uh, Allison, Jenny, you enjoy dogs, right? Yes, I have a one and he's getting a little, I understand you were talking about putting an Oscar inside a person. No, I just, I, 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 no, but I... <laughs> he'll lull you into a sense of he probably security. will and today he'll get me too I'm so I'm so tired he's gonna I, I don't know what's gonna happen I don't know I can't be responsible for no you were wonderful and amazing and, 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 and sweet and friendly and warm and, and but you see me you see me go you see me devolve into you see me when I start to go into a self-conscious shame spiral but you it, watched it happen. I saw you. Just, but but you were able to pull out of it. But not really. I feel like I go into it and I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm, I'm diving, dive, dive. Okay, so what is happening in your head at that moment? Are you going? I'm like, oh my god, I, I I don't know where I'm going with my train of thought. I don't know how to get out of it. I'm not sure. And I think I just if I just get really small, maybe or maybe you'll pick up. A, it's hey, just crazy. I'll it's tell you crazy. what, though. I think I think the way to combat that because I get that sometimes too. Um, just own it. You know, like just the, the less apologetic you are yeah. about, like if that's a thing, if it's like, I start well, to trail up, you know. No idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's perfect. Really that's perfect. Yeah. You own it, and you know, at least try to do that a little more. At least it's a, at least it's tr- honest. It's authentic. It is. And, it is. Yeah. And it and no one would ever fault you for. But then what go did I did I destroy too many brain cells? I was not a big uh, you know pot smoker. I didn't uh, you know it wasn't like I, I don't know what happened up there. It was it just? Um, I think what happens is. I think people, and then I'll, and then uh, I don't know if you. Uh, well, if you have to, if they have to scoot you out of here, then well, they'll, they'll just take you in. But I think what happens is, you know, people look at performing and they go, "Well, it's not that hard. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not, it's not digging a ditch." But I think what people don't realize about performing is that um, it is an incredible amount of mental engagement for a prolonged period of time. To the extent that, you know, at the end of some days, I'm sure you probably feel like, I don't know who I am. Yeah. My brain feels like it was turned the opposite direction. Yeah. And so it's, it's, yeah. sometimes it's difficult to get your footing back because you're so, you, ha- you know, you're probably on a press tour right now. So all day long, you're like, oh, spy, 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 spy. Am I saying the right thing? Am I saying, did, did I, I not say, say did I not offend did anyone? I... Did I not, you know, like having to be in that mode all the time is in fucking exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like there should be. I wish there were a, a pill I could take that would be. Um, I think it's called uh, crack. Speed Adderall. <laughs> speed. Crack, I don't know. Kind of, I, I don't know. <laughs> so it's called uh, uh, meth. I would <laughs> meth? never. Oh no, I'll I'll never try that. I've tried a lot of things, but I don't think I'd try that. No, I don't. I've never tried anything really. Really? Yeah. I mean, I used to drink a lot, but I don't. But drugs, I just couldn't. I was terrified. If no. I don't know what's going on with my body. Yeah, I don't like to be I like the 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 marijuana. I didn't like that. I don't like to be out of control. Yeah, me neither. Way. It makes me very, yeah, no, 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 no. I've had some bad moments on that. It's kind of funny. That's like when I when I see people like because I have a lot of stoner friends and they're mm-hmm. just they're so mellow all the time. And I'm like, how does that affect you that way? Yeah. Do you understand? I would have to be concentrating to make sure my heart didn't stop beating. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I just don't have the brain for it. <laughs> oh yeah, I have a funny one of those stories, but I don't think I. Does she, I does she have care. a minute to tell a good pot story? <laughs> no, I can't talk. Tell a marijuana story, right? You guys don't want me. Just one marijuana story. We're grown well, ups. It's fine. No, I had a mar. I, I smoked a marijuana joint once, and I was. Uh, um, I did the marijuana once. What? And I was. Uh, uh, I was. Uh, Oh, I mean, I shouldn't. I could get someone in trouble. Don't say any names. 
Well, I was I was uh, working, and I was uh, I got I was talking to, in the middle of a conversation with someone. I said, "Excuse me, I will be right back." And I went to my trailer where I was working at the time, and I got in the trailer, and I I I picked up the phone and put it up to my ear and held it there because I thought if someone comes in. I'm going to pretend that I'm on the phone, but I am so stunned. I'm about to be, I thought I was going to be sick. I was violently, I was just sweating and so miserable. And I didn't, I was so embarrassed and I knew people were going to come looking for me. So when they'd come in, I would just had the phone. I was like, yeah, I'll just, just two, two minutes to him on the phone and I pretended to be on the phone. Can I tell you something? That's what CJ would have done. That's a problem solver. Don't you think so? That is a fucking problem and then solver. I fell asleep in my trailer. But it wasn't, it wasn't during... <laughs> I just uh, thought you were going to be like, so I was with another person. I'm not going to name any names. We'll call him we'll Barack call him Obama. Barack. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Well, uh, Spy is out now. Mom is also... Congratulations on your award for that. Thank and, you, Chris. Uh, and, I'm, and hopefully I'll see you at the, at the Emmy Awards this year. Yeah, I hope I and it's uh, and it's wonderful to talk to you and I I, nice I really I really hope that too. I really hope you understand how important the work you do is as a role model to people especially as a role model to young women and and uh, and Thank that it's you. Uh, and you don't and whatever you're self conscious about whatever the inner monologue is that tortures you sometimes yeah. it's not true or real I love you isn't that nice That's so sweet I'm gonna kiss you like James please I'm only, I'm only, only with tongue yeah. No tongue? There was no tongue with there Gordon? There was no tongue no with tongue Gordon. Gordon. It's totally fine. Who knows what's going to happen tonight? <laughs> Enjoy your burrito. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura, no murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pura. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now ad-free on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus. <laughs> 